The topic of today's show is talking about the top five pros of quitting that corporate job that you hate and traveling around the world, living that big wanderlust life. Also, though, we're going to discuss the top five cons and reasons that you shouldn't do full-time long-term travel. Welcome to the Action Academy Podcast. Stand back while I celebrate freedom. The show where we help you achieve financial independence with the mindsets, methods, and actionable steps from guests who've already earned their freedom. The flags of freedom fly. Choose to do what you want. What you want. With who you want. With who you want. When you want. When you want. With another episode today. Now, here's your host, Brian Lubin. What's up, Action Academy family? This is your host, as always, Brian Lubin, hoping you get a little bit more free in your life today than you were yesterday. The topic of today's show comes to you live from my morning shower. (laughs) So I don't know about you guys, but whenever I'm in the shower, that's like my thinking time. And I was thinking about it and I was like, man, I really need to discuss the actual tactical process of traveling around the world because a lot of people still reach out to me and they ask how I did it, like tactically outside of just the financial freedom part, which we talk about the assets and the passive income on the show. So today we're talking about the top five pros and cons, which we'll get into here shortly. But first, I have another shout out because I have another quitter to celebrate. Shout out to Brandon Rabe in the Action Academy community for not only leaving his job, quitting his job, but now he's also partnering with his former boss to buy more real estate. God, I'm fired up. Every single day I'm so fired up to watch all the members of the Action Academy community, of which we have 105 and growing about 5 to 10 per week, create their vivid visions, create their goals, and execute on them each and every week. If that is interesting to you, if you want to shout out and you want to leave your job, show description, click theactionacademy.co, check out the website, and see if it's a fit for you. Guys, let's talk about traveling around the world, right? The topic of today's show is talking about the top five pros of quitting that corporate job that you hate and traveling around the world, living that big wanderlust life. Also, though, we're going to discuss the top five cons and reasons that you shouldn't do full-time long-term travel. So we're going to cover both sides of the spectrum today. And why am I qualified to talk about it? Because I did it. Let's get to it. So first and foremost, welcome, welcome to all of the brand new Action Academy listeners. My name is Brian Lubin. Last March, almost one year ago, I left my high-paying corporate job and I hopped on a one-way flight to travel full-time around the world. I lived in Greece and Barcelona and Europe and South America. For seven months, I traveled full-time in 2022, so I did the dang thing, and it was the best experience ever, and so I have a lot of fond memories from it, but there are also some drawbacks and some downsides that I want to discuss for maybe this not being the ultimate getaway and the ultimate game plan for somebody that just achieved financial freedom. So first, we're going to cover the pros, and then we'll get into the cons, the drawbacks, and the downside. So pro number one optionality slash freedom, which means that you are literally doing what you want, when you want, with who you want. This is the first time in your life that you're truly going to be able to, on a dime, turn and pivot and move wherever you're living, okay? So you can decide on a whim, do I feel like staying in the city for another week? Do I want to extend to a month? Do I hate this city? Do I want to cancel this and move over to this other city or this other state or this other country? The optionality is freaking cool, all right? 
And it is really fun and exciting to be able to move around and experience newness over and over again. You never get tired. You never get bored. It is one of the coolest things that I've ever done to be able to be in a city for two weeks and say, you know what? I want to spend another week in Barcelona. Let's stay for three weeks. Or to be in Greece and say, you know what? I've had enough of Santorini. Let's go over to the island of Crete because I've heard good things about that. And then randomly decide to spend two weeks over there instead of Santorini. So the optionality and the freedom is awesome. That is pro number one. Pro number two is the control and the passing of time. So traveling around the world full time is the most tried and true way to slow time down. I know this isn't a pro that you guys probably think about, but that seven months felt more like seven years because each and every day is a new experience. Each and every day is a new environment. And what happens with your brain is whenever we are exposed to monotony and we're exposed to repetition and routine, that's when time speeds up. So that's why when you have the kids and you start getting your routine, you start getting school and work and school and work and dinner, then school, then work. Over and over again, all of a sudden you look up and it's been 10 years. You're like, where did that just go? So there's a part of our brain that when you have routine and sameness, we start to view the passing of time faster. And then when you're experienced to newness and excitement and engagement, the passing of time slows down perceptually. So that is really cool. You'll be there for a month and it will feel like you are literally six months deep on this trip. So that extends the amount that you get to enjoy it. And that's really cool. Pro number three is you get to see that your one way of doing things and your one way of thinking is not the only or most correct way of doing or thinking. And that was an unexpected benefit of doing this because I got to travel around the world, see how different cultures operate. And a lot of people do things a lot better than we do in America, guys. America is the land of capitalism, opportunity, and convenience. Capital C, convenience. Most other places in the world don't operate like we do as fast as we do. And they have way more emphasis on connection, family, and taking their time to slow down and really appreciate the little things. So for instance, in Spain in particular, you will not see anybody going and getting fast food for lunch, really. You won't see anybody running around and grabbing a really quick coffee in the morning. People don't do that. You sit down at the cafe and you meet with friends. You meet with your family. You meet with strangers. You have conversation. You sit down and you nap in the middle of the day. They have siestas. You go to the park. People just sit in the park and do nothing. And they just relax and they have their siestas in the middle of the day in the park, like business professionals, guys in suits. And also for dinner, everyone makes everything really fresh, really organically. Everyone cooks. So you sit down for lunch, you sit down for dinner, and it's an actual affair. So that was a huge thing that I saw was in America, we're so rushed to do everything and we're so addicted to convenience that we don't actually take time to enjoy food, where the rest of the world really views food as an experience, not a commodity. All right. So pro number four, this is the pro I like to call a deathbed conversation or a deathbed memory. Because when you go to a retirement home, and this is how I live my entire life, basically, is you go to a retirement home and you ask, what are your major regrets? And a lot of people regret things that they didn't do more so than things that they did. 
So there's two different types of regrets. Most of the people in their 20s and 30s regret things that they did. Most people in their 30s and beyond regret things that they didn't do. All right, this is important because if you go to a retirement home, a lot of them will say that they wish they would have traveled more. They really wish they would have traveled more. And they always had some reason that they didn't do it. It was either the money or the kids or the timing or their job wasn't allowing them to be able to do it. And they have all these reasons. They're like, damn, I wish I would have just taken a year and just... So everything that I do, I ask myself the question, will I remember this in 10 years? And if the answer is yes, I do it. And then I figure out how to pay for it afterwards. Now, the opposite is also true. If I won't remember that purchase in 10 years, I don't do that purchase. So that means some of the fancy houses, the nice cars, the Rolexes, the really expensive items materially, I'm not really, that's not my jam because I'm not going to remember that in 10 years. But travel, staying in nice Airbnbs, staying in nice hotels, seeing beautiful views and sunsets. Oh my God, that's it. And that leads to number five, which is the moments. Traveling full-time around the world, you have such a deeper and heightened appreciation of the small things. You notice the details. It's like when you're a child and you're at the field day or you're at recess, you just notice all the bright colors and the sounds and the smells, and you could just remember how it all felt when you were a kid before you got bogged down with all this responsibility and with all this sameness and mundaneness and routine. You feel and you taste deeper, you feel deeper, brighter colors, everything is enhanced, all right? And that makes each moment a snapshot that lasts entirely longer. The sunsets you pay attention to more, the sunrises you pay attention to more, a really good freaking cappuccino or a cup of coffee, you will remember a passing by when you're hopping on a scooter in Italy and you're going on a little tour around Florence or something. You remember riding that scooter forever, okay? So the moments are enhanced. Life is enhanced. Time slows down. You slow down. And you really get to experience life in its truest and most pure form, all right? So this is the benefits of travel. This is what I got when I was leaving my corporate job to go travel around the world. This is the reason I do it, and this is the reason I'm passionate about it. And I'm going to talk about it much more, especially on YouTube. So that's what I'm going to do moving forward. Now let's talk about five cons and five things that I wish I would have done differently when I traveled. Con number one is you are going to spend three to five times what you think you're going to spend. (laughs) And everyone talks about geographic arbitrage, right? And they're saying, oh, other countries in the world, things are so much cheaper. Not necessarily the case. Because if you're staying out in the countryside or out in the rural cities of any country, for sure. But if you're in the main cities in any country, it's going to be expensive, just like it would be in Atlanta, in Austin, in Denver, in New York. Maybe not New York, but you guys get the picture. If you're going to Lisbon, Portugal, if you're going to Rio in Brazil, if you're going to Amsterdam or Budapest, things are going to be city prices. So I was expecting everything to be so much cheaper now that I'm outside of America. That's not the case. So yes, you can go into the rural areas and have things cheaper. But my argument to that is, what's the point? Because you could do the same thing in America and save money. I could go to Ringgold, Georgia and get something way cheaper than if I was in Atlanta. But what's the point? I don't want to do that. Things are expensive. I will say Airbnbs are cheaper. Hotels are cheaper abroad. But the food, you're going to spend a bunch of money on food. And here's the thing. Everyone thinks that they're going to save money, live somewhere for a month. They're going to buy groceries and all that stuff. No, you're not. You're full of crap. You're going to want to go out to all the restaurants. You want to go to the cooking classes. You're going to want to go taste all the different nice restaurants, the local restaurants. 
you're going to be out and about constantly. You're not going to do that crap, so don't even think about it. <laughs> so account that into your budget is you're probably going to spend 100% to 200% more than you think you will. So that's the con. Con number two is while I was talking about the slowing down of time, I will also say it is sometimes difficult to be present how I did it. I don't know if I would necessarily travel how I traveled like every week, every other week I was in a new city. I think it'd be a better way to do it to do a month at a home base and then travel out from that home base. All right. So they call it slow matting instead of nomad, you're a slow mat. It's slow travel. So you stay like one to three months in one spot, maybe call it Barcelona and that's your Airbnb for three months. And then you can travel out from there, but you have somewhere to return to, especially if you're traveling with a family. I think that would be a better way because it's very difficult to stay present when you're bouncing around because you'll always be thinking, oh crap, I need to book another flight. I need to figure out what I'm doing after this Airbnb finishes. I need to extend. I need to move on to the next thing. And you're constantly in the cycle of booking the next thing, booking the next thing. So that makes it a little bit more difficult to enjoy at the present moment. So I would recommend month at a time, get your home base. Don't do a week at a time or 10 days like I did. That wasn't the best idea. Con number three is public transportation and convenience. A lot of these places, guys, we are spoiled in America because their infrastructure is nowhere near where ours is. So you have to be very careful to book places that are close to really walkable areas. You want walkable destinations. You want destinations that have better infrastructure because a lot of places, the cabs are a really bad situation. The transport is a really bad situation. For instance, I had a time where I was booked in Florence and we're supposed to stay out in this Airbnb out in the countryside. And then I realized it'd be near impossible to be able to make it to following after that if we had an early flight. I was like, we're not going to be able to call a cab out here in time. We're not going to be able to get on the train in time. The trains are always late. The planes are always late. Everything is always late or canceled or completely gone or broken. Expect that. All right. So that's going to come up and it's going to completely derail your travel plans 24 seven. That is something I ran into constantly is the infrastructure. And also that applies to just about everything. So there really isn't that much convenience <laughs> outside of the US. The US is the most convenient place besides Singapore. Singapore is dang near convenient. But a lot of the places are just really slow. Everything is going to be slow. The con number four is actually hedonic adaptation. Because what happens is you get so used to being in these beautiful, nice places and these exotic destinations that when you bounce around to the next exotic destination over and over again after a prolonged period of time, the dopamine centers in your brain get fried and you get so used to these nice places and these nice locations that it doesn't become as awe-inspiring to you. You become used to it. It's the same thing as people that buy the Ferrari. After a month in the Ferrari, they're like, I'm sick of the Ferrari. I'm used to this. People that buy the mansions, they're like, ah, this doesn't really do it for me anymore. The same thing applies with travel. Remember this. The same thing applies with travel. Hedonic adaptation is real. And that's one of the reasons I realized it was time to come home because I was in Brazil with floor to ceiling windows and like this mansion on the coast overlooking the water. And I had a sunset view and I thought, eh, Mykonos was better. Greece was better. This doesn't really do it for me. And I literally had to catch myself. And I was like, what the hell am I talking about? Are you serious? This is beautiful. I was like, this is a problem. And that's a problem that you will have. 
Okay, this isn't like me just thinking that you may have the problem. It will happen. So there's ways to avoid this, which we'll go into here in a second when I give some advice. But con number five is you are going to miss your freaking friends. You are going to miss your people back home. I'm serious because you're going to go around, travel around, have a bunch of adventures, of course. But then a Friday night's going to come or a Saturday night's going to come. And if you're especially traveling by yourself, you're going to give anything. Like I would have given my left arm to be able to have somebody to call to go out and have a beer with and speak English. All right. That isn't always available at places. You can't speak the language. You can try do Google Translate. But if you're especially doing solo travel, you're not going to be able to find it. So you will miss the people back home. All right. So if I were to do this all over again in closing, it is absolutely worth it. But my advice, my closing advice is I would do two to three months maximum at a time. I would go and do the dream trip. And then I would come home and I would simmer for a little bit and then maybe bounce around the U.S. on some week trips, two week trips, a month trips, and then bounce around back home. I would stagger it instead of doing seven months full. All right. Because two things happen is you get the hedonic adaptation and also you get really bad depression after you finish the trip. So when I came home, I had really bad issues of depression. And I'm like, how will I ever top what I just accomplished ever again? How will I ever feel that dopamine hit ever again? So contrast creates clarity. You can only appreciate the dawn when you see the dark. You can only appreciate the sunshine when you see the rain. Not saying being home is rain, but I'm just saying it is best to stagger your experience to get the most out of it. And that is what I'm going to do moving forward. I'll do a month or two at a time, come home, be home for a couple of months, go back out. That is what I would recommend, ladies and gentlemen. So I hope that you enjoy this little travel episode. It's a little bonus episode for you guys on this Friday. I hope that you enjoyed your week and you killed it. So I will talk to you again on Monday. Hey, real quick, if you're still listening to today's episode, I'm assuming you got value from it. So I need your help specifically. My two-year vision with this show is to help over 1 million people do what they want, when they want, with who they want. And I can only do that with your help. There are two main ways that a podcast grows. One is through ratings and reviews, and the other is word of mouth. If you could please leave me a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, as well as send this to one or two friends that you think would get value from it, we can reach the people that we're looking to reach. Thanks in advance. Talk tomorrow.